we have got Sumo filling in today for Ian Smith. And uh, if my camera isn't playing tricks on me, I believe we have the CEO of New Zealand Rugby in the studio with you, Scotty. You know, that's the best thing about it. We share a similar building with New Zealand Rugby here at SCNZ, and uh, and Mark Robinson is just bold in the door to say hello, and I thought, well, while we've got him here, we'll have a yarn. Appreciate your time, Mark. It's great, Simo. Great to be here, and yeah, nice little impromptu, so it's happy very, to chat. This is very impromptu, <coughs> and um, look, I guess we want to start, we started today talking about Super Rugby, and of course another week in which a number of, of All Black players are, are going through a compulsory rest period. For a lot of the fans, Mark, as you, as you can probably appreciate, it, it's a frustration, isn't it? But can you just give us an idea around the overarching philosophy behind these rest periods, why they're important to New Zealand rugby, and whether or not you think that there is an integrity issue with the, with the competition when this has to be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great question and a really fair one, especially in the context um, that you mentioned there, Sumo about you know working really hard at the moment to put the fan more at the centre of the whole experience around the game and the participant as it relates to community rugby. But you know we've got an obligation here where we are juggling priorities, aren't we? And mm. and all of the research and data we see from from our high performance people around load amount of minutes is, is suggesting that these uh, these guys, the players, need um, a break around the. Um, around the cycle that we're talking, you know, around that five, six game mark. Now, I appreciate there's probably a lot of fans out there that are, are used to historically seeing players play for, you know, long periods of time, but um, we feel a real obligation around player welfare and, as I say, all the all the information uh, is telling us that they need a break occasionally. And, I mean, I, I get it. That's just a, a an issue we've got to keep monitoring. And mm-hmm. um, in a World Cup year especially, that's something that we have to be really conscious of. I know it's hard because you're an organisation that, that has to run the shop window, which in terms of rugby is, is largely international rugby. Super rugby, though, is such an important part of the ecosystem here. Is there a case for saying we would love to see a little bit more attention on super rugby as a standalone competition? Because, again, we discussed this morning this, this whole notion, and I realise why commercially this is good, but you can't have a discussion about Super Rugby without putting it into the context of, of All Black Rugby. And it feels overwhelming sometimes and almost like that competition gets pressed down. Is that a fair assessment or am I oversimplifying a touch? Oh, look, I think it's a, a view that um, you know people would share with you, Sumo. I, I think we're a unique sport in regards to the fact that we are trying to administer uh, and run a, a, a club competition and we have this international obligation as well. I mean, you look at Ireland... Um, recently and, and what's happened in the URC with Leinster resting a number of players and dropping that semi-final over the weekend. You know, they're very similar sort of model to ours in the central contracting and the four teams they have and juggling the the window. So it's, um, you know, the window of, of club and international. And, and so as opposed, we hear often, you know, people refer to the NRL or the AFL or the NBA, very different um, competitions as they relate to the, having an international game and we still draw a significant amount of value out of the international game obviously mm. and it's it's something in terms of our teams in black we work really hard to make that sure they're as successful as possible on the international stage so that's that's our context I guess. How important is it going to be to uh, if a Super Rugby Independent Commission is deformed and developed how important is it going to be to get that right and get the personnel right so that the interests of the fans are looked after the clubs are looked after but also so that the interests of the unions themselves are also looked after, because it, it feels complicated all the time. I mean, it's a great point. I mean, we, 
are really clear from a, a New Zealand standpoint that we see some more dedicated focused resource around super rugby as being really important. Yeah. You know, this competition has been a great competition over the years. Um, however, it has sat, as you say, within the construct of sort of national union interests. So um, we are, are very keen to see a commission stood up with a, a governance structure that has a good level of um, independence to it and fresh eyes around these challenges that have been facing us for some time now about you know, tournament format, the way you know, the way we package it, the the way draws work, the way themes can work, a whole number of things we think can really benefit from some fresh eyes around it. And then, as you say, a management structure sitting um, within that too that has um, the right people in it. So, in our mind, it's critical. But we work in a JV with our friends from Australia, and you know, we are. How's that going? Well, overall, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, we're just we're just working through this one with them, and and um, hopefully. You know, we'll we'll get there on this, but um, it's just going to take a bit of time, as all partnerships often do. Yeah. Simo. yeah. Just a, a couple more points, and again, I appreciate you've just wandered in, and this is very impromptu. Um, I had a, I had a chat to, to Dylan Cleaver earlier on, still regarding you know, the ongoing issue around concussion and and how the game is developing to make sure that the players are protected. You talked about player welfare in terms of load. Uh, it is an ongoing issue for the game. Uh, where do you stand as an organisation now in terms of the research at your disposal and and the dialogue that is that is out there in the market, and, and this pertains to a particular story this week, where we understand that NZR and, and ACC were in communication around journalist questions. That, that's a complicated relationship in itself, because I know you pay levels to ACC, and I know ACC are a sponsor of yours for your own headfirst programs. So, where are you at as an organisation when it comes to the issue around concussion and the potential subsequent consequences of those concussions? Oh, look, we're still. You know, working um, really hard at it. We believe we have, um, you know, wonderful people working in this space. You know, I was up in, in the Northern Hemisphere recently with different meetings across um, Six Nations, World Rugby, and, and a lot of the work um, that we are doing features very prominently there as it goes to, to research in these areas. Um, we have more resource in, in-house than most other countries do. Um, we were actually reached out to by another, sorry, a lot of other sports as to the work we're doing. So, um you know, this is a, a constant work on for us. It's very clear. It's a it's a massive priority for us, mm. um, and, and we'll keep doing that. We're you know alongside that research, we are looking at ways. You've seen it in Super Rugby, in which we can um, change the, the format of the game to to make sure. Hopefully, over time, there's um, there's more speed and tempo in it that might mean you know the the nature of the contact has changed over time. At community level, we've already um, changed. Uh, or, or trialling laws to you know lower contact uh, and those sorts of things at the moment. So this is an area where you know we, we're taking really seriously and um, we'll continue to do so. Yeah, you've got to get it right too, don't you? Yeah. We, we, want, we want kids involved in the game. It's yeah, so I mean, crucial that kids are looking at rugby and saying, I yeah. want to play, yeah. I want to be a part of it. But mm. then the onus is, is upon the organisation, isn't it, to make sure that those kids can play in the safest way possible. And, and I, I say possible because it is, after all, a contact sport. Yeah, it is. And... You know, we're like you, Sumo. We are 100, percent you know, committed to as many people having great experiences in our sport as they possibly can. And we think rugby and sport in general is is um, so fundamentally important to what Kiwi kids should grow up with in terms of not only what happens on the field or pitch or court, but 
what happens with all the great things they learn through association with, with sport. Mm. I look at the last couple of years and it's had its challenges um, and we've locked horns occasionally in terms of how you've approached it, how we see from the outside and the work that's been done. Of all the challenges you have faced uh, around all black coaching issues and coaching appointments, the COVID situation, the relationship with Australia, I mean, I could go on, but I'm just outlining your daily diary probably. What's been the hardest for you? And what's been the biggest lesson you've learned as a CEO through the trying times, through the criticism uh, and through, uh, I guess, the the constant investigation into the organisation? Oh, look, this is... I think COVID was something that um, no one was prepared for, were they? You know, in, in our first year, um, that was a, a revenue impact of, uh, you know, approximately $60 million. It had a massive impact on people um, right across our, our mm. sport. Um, it did impact on relationships, you know, internationally and locally. Um, and that happened right across the world. You know, it happened in the geopolitical sphere. Internationally, it happened in business, and it certainly happened in sport and in, in rugby. So... Uh, and that brought with it a lot of scrutiny in our in our world, and um, we we do on a daily basis live with that. So that's not something that you know all of a sudden happened. It's just that you know the pressure and the unique circumstances, I guess, shone a, on a, a brighter light at times. Um, I think the other comment I'd make to that is we are trying to fundamentally transform the game. We believe it can be a game that does reach more people, engage with more people. Um, and uh, be be so much more, I, I guess, enjoyable and a central part to Kiwi's mm. lives. And while you're going on a change journey like that, and you've got some of these things happening, that's been you know particularly tricky. And so the thing I've probably um, reflected on is there's been you know more and more opportunity as we work through this for consensus building. Um, you know, collaboration is really, really important. Um, there were unique circumstances over the last couple of years where that wasn't always possible in certain situations to the extent of, you know we might have um, been able to. Mm. But nevertheless, um, we sit here now, and I'm, you know, I'm really proud of where rugby sits as a sport. Um, despite some of the observations that you've probably reflected on there, mm. we we're seeing Super Rugby, you know, broadcast numbers um, have a significant jump this year. Social media impressions as high as they've they've ever been. We've got some work around crowds to do, but we're seen two two sellouts in recent um, uh, recent weeks with another one apparently close on Saturday down in, in Hamilton you know the sevens teams are back you know uh, into international competition and going well our participation rates up in teenage levels as well as in heartland areas and women and girls were doing a huge amount of sport around uh, work around the um, the research area to play a welfare like we talked about so yeah it's been it's been tough but it feels like the world is starting to normalize a little bit again now and there's some really good things happening that now we've got some calmer waters we're um, starting to push into a bit. It's going to be an interesting few months ahead, I know that. It's a results business you're in ultimately, or well, that's part of your business too. What would you say to the fan right now? There, there are fans who, who maybe have fallen slightly out of love with the game for one reason or another, who maybe have just felt disconnected as the game has moved far more commercial. What would you say to them? Oh, look, I'm not sure... Um, we, we've certainly looked at opportunities to um, create value across the game. Um, I'm not sure I'd necessarily agree 
um, that that impacts necessarily you know negatively on the participant or the or the fan. You know, we are working really hard, as I said before, to try and put the fan and the participant more at the middle of anything we we do, which is a big shift. I think historically, you know, the sport has relied on look, we're we're, we're rugby, we're the national game. You should sort of find a way to support us. Yeah, 100%. And, and we acknowledge um, that we need to change that model. So you talked about. Um, secondary school rugby before, you know, the, the different law changes there, formats of competitions, um, our, our coaching, our officiating, it's all part of that player experience, which is really important. As it relates to the fan, you know, the shape of the game, the, dare I say it, that word product uh, in terms of what they want, they they want that to modify and be more entertaining, have more spectacular highlights in it, and, and we understand that and we're trying to move towards that. Um, I think we, you know, we have worked hard to grow value across the game, but that's simply so we can reinvest into more areas to hopefully grow and foster it um, at all levels. You know, we we want to see more kids, um, boys and girls, playing the game at a junior age. We want greater experiences right through our pathway, through to our high performance areas where we want winning teams. So. Um, we, we think that reinvestment model is, is really important and, and committed to making um, a difference in all those areas as we can. Could spend hours chatting to you, as you know. Uh, thank you. This has been bonus time for us. You're just uh, wandering, wandering into the studio. So yep. I really appreciate you sitting down and, and answering a few questions for us, Man, I'm sure there'll be plenty of text replies on the line I'm as well. I'm sure there will be. Thanks. thanks New Zealand Rugby CEO Mark Robinson, thanks so much.